Hey, it's me. I hope you've been well. So if you didn't check out last time's episode, I can't say last week. I know it's been a while. I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's just, you know, life. Lots going on. Um, but if you didn't check out last time's episode, then you won't know that I talked about K-dramas and I said that the next week's episode I would be finishing my list of the K-dramas I like. I will be doing that. We will be continuing that that little um, session. And yeah, so this week there's a little more variety just because um, there were a lot that I wanted to throw in there. So I'm going to go ahead and just get started. I'm going to start with historical dramas. The first one I have, it's called Rookie Historian Gu Hei Young. This one is um, a story of an intelligent young woman, Hei Young, who becomes one of the first female historians in existence. Um, historians are people who stay in the palace and keep records of everything that goes on, so they're expected to be allowed even in the private quarters so as to accurately record what goes on in the palace. Some of the royal family use them to their advantage, and I personally think some of the historians try to keep the royal family accountable, like, as best as they can. The main character, she's extremely smart and believes in justice and treating humans as humans no matter their social standing. She is assigned to be the historian for the prince, a man whose identity was kept as a secret and was kept away by the royal family for unknown reasons at the beginning of the drama anyway. And upon arriving to his chambers, she realizes that they've actually met before and she wasn't the nicest to him. And the story follows their journey of falling in love, as well as Hae Young's own journey as a female historian and making history of her own. I really love this drama because the female protagonist is just so strong and, like, just. And I think a lot of times in any media, female characters tend to follow two stereotypes of either being strong and unfeeling or being a more, like, weak and a damsel in distress and Haedyang is like a really nice middle ground because she's very strong and powerful, but she also has a softer side that she isn't ashamed of showing, and she's her true self. This drama has a lot of comedic moments and some serious moments too. It's really well balanced. And the story of why the prince was kept a secret is also super interesting, and you see the relationship between the prince and Haedyang grow as they discover the truth together. Most of the characters are lovable. The ones that aren't lovable are the ones you're not supposed to like, so it's good. And the actors are great. I especially loved the actor who played the prince, Cha Eun-woo, I think is his name. Um, I just thought he fit the role like really, really well, and he brings the sort of innocence to that character that was really like sweet to see. Um, the ending, I don't remember if I just especially liked it or especially didn't like it, so it must have been like decent and not deterred me obviously from wanting to rewatch it. I actually started rewatching it the other day, so I will see what the ending is like then. But yeah, it's just it's an it's a solid uh historical K-drama. The other one that I want to mention is called My Sassy Girl. I know the name is a little funny. Um this show is almost like the more comedy forward inverse of the previous one that I just talked about. Uh it follows the story of the princess and a famous scholar who's arrived back in Joseon after living in Qing for a few years or so. The princess is not who you'd think she is. They run into each other because she'd snuck out of the palace to go to town and, and drink and eat some chicken feet. And she gets sick and he takes her to an overnight motel to let her rest and clean her up a bit. You know, just kind of being like a gentleman. 
and she mistakes him as someone trying to take advantage of her when she wakes up in this motel and he's cleaning the tie on her top like she assumes he's trying to take it off like open it and her bodyguard finds them takes the princess back to the palace and the young scholar to jail he's let out after it was found out that it was like a mistake and he wasn't actually trying to do anything and um he is thankfully able to make it to his meeting with the king where he is appointed as the teacher for the young prince which is the princess's brother and this whole time neither of them had known who the other one was and so when they run into each other on his first day of work in the palace they are shell shocked and the story progresses as the viewer finds out what happened to the princess's real mother, the truth behind the reason why her mom is gone, and we watch the love story between the two develop, and it's very, it's a very playful, they make fun of each other, and they kind of nag at each other in the beginning, which is like one of my favorite dynamics to watch. And the show is just so funny from the get-go. Rookie Historian is a little more serious, I would say. This one is definitely more comedy-heavy. You'll fall in love with the side characters so easily. The young boy who plays the prince is just so, so sweet. And this was also one of the dramas where I truly hated the villains of the story. They were so vile. I was tweeting about this show when certain things happened when this one character did something because I was so mad and someone tweeted back and they were like hey are you good like what's going on I was like no no I'm just watching a show don't worry about it um the actors they did a really great job they make themselves really easy to hate and obviously the writing helps with that too the ending was also really, really sweet and really satisfying. It was really nice to see the princess ending up in a place that I didn't expect her to, but that fit the story and her character really well. So if you want to check out a really funny historical drama, then this one might be the one for you. If you're more into a more balanced, maybe more serious tone, then I would say check out uh, Rookie Historian, but both of them are really good. Again, both on Netflix, so feel free to go check those out. Now, both of those two were still in this sort of rom-com vein. This next one, it's not a rom-com at all. It's complete. It's a different, it's a left field. All right. This one, I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't say too much about it. But what I can say is that it was incredible. And if you aren't into the rom-com type of shows that I was previously talking about, and if you like zombie action films, this one is for you. This one is called Sweet Home, again, also on Netflix. The way it's shot, it feels like very big, like large, like broad, like it could be a film almost, but it, it's a show. The monsters in the show were so genuinely horrifying that sometimes I had to skip through the monster fights because it was too scary and too like gross for me. But the story itself is also just amazing. It follows the life of a young man who moves into this apartment complex on his own, and shortly after, people just start to get sick and infected, and a zombie apocalypse breaks out, and the tenants of the building all band together to stay alive. The lead actor, he is incredible. I didn't even realize that he also played the lead in a more romantic drama that I liked called Love Alarm. That one's also very good. Check it out if you want. I just didn't mention it because my list was already really long. The last episode was so long. Oh my goodness. When I was editing it, I was like, dang. Um, but I actually didn't even recognize him. That's how good he was in this show. And that's good because these are completely different genres. So you need to play it differently, obviously. 
the monsters are also like they they subtly represent major flaws within the people that are infected like it's just a really great commentary on the human condition and what people are willing to do to survive and help those that they love it it was just really interesting to watch and normally I'm not a zombie apocalypse person but I gave this one a chance and I'm really glad that I did because even within the first episode I was hooked I'd been hearing about a lot of people talking about it and they really liked it and it looked really, really scary and I was like, okay, I'll give the first episode a try. And then I couldn't put it like down. Like I I had to keep watching it. It was so good. So if you like zombie apocalypse movies, then please, please check this one out because you will not regret it. It's amazing and it's stunningly shot. Next up on the list, we have Law School. If you're a fan of procedural crime dramas like NCIS, then you will probably like this. And if you liked How to Get Away with Murder, then you will definitely like this. This is basically the Korean version of that show, but it has like more twists somehow. I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch the last like two seasons, I think, of How to Get Away with Murder, or maybe it was just the last one. Um, but this one, this one was good. This is a good one too. The show follows a group of students at a prestigious law school in Korea who are all taking class from one of the scariest and most renowned lawyers in the country. But on the first day of class in their new mock courtroom, a prestigious lawyer and who also happens to be the donor of the new room is found dead and unsure of how he was murdered, but with inconclusive evidence sort of pointing to their teacher as well as a few of their classmates, the students band together to solve what really happened. Now, there are moments in the show where it gets slow, but it is worth getting through. When I tell you I did not see the ending coming, there there are so many surprises within the show, and you will really get into the stories of each of the students, and they all get their own arc, and it's really nice and really fulfilling. And the craziest part is how they all tie together. They truly tied every single person to the case in a way that I never could have imagined. And I really loved how developed the backstories of each character was. It was great to see these stories unfold and like you learn more about each of these students as time goes on and like their reason for being in law school, their family background. Like it was just, it was such a joy to watch unfold. And some of the episodes are actually spent solely on the overarching plot, while some of the other episodes have a more procedural feel with solving individual cases, so you get a little bit of both, and it's really nice overall. There is the slightest bit of romance, but it's really more of an afterthought, so honestly, like, I might have just been looking for it because that's one of my favorite things to see in a show, so if romance isn't your cup of tea, this show is safe, I promise. Um, And it definitely has its funny moments, but I wouldn't call it a comedy at all. It's definitely a more serious show, like How to Get Away with Murder. It's just got, I would say, a couple more funny moments than that show did. Um, So if you like a more serious murder mystery with lots of twists and turns, this show is for you. Like, truly, I've watched a lot of K-dramas at this point, including, like, the crime sort of ones. So some stuff has gotten predictable, which I don't mind. I still like watching the show and seeing what happens. This one, I couldn't predict at all. I was like, I think this is going to happen. And then it's like completely like it's like I'm guessing a number and they're throwing a color at me. It's out of left field. And then it makes sense and it ties into everything. Like it was incredible, super fun to watch. And the lead actor, the guy who plays the teacher, I don't know his name, but he is 
incredible. He's such a great actor. Oh my gosh. It was, it was so, it's a good show. Check it out if like that kind of thing is like what you like to watch. Okay, so before I get into my top two, I've got one more show and it's not a drama, but it needed to be on my list because I love it so much. It is a Korean variety show. It's sort of like a reality show and it's called Busted. And it's about a group of actors, idols, and hosts, and they're brought together after being invited to attend a murder mystery party. But the murder ends up becoming real, and they have to come together to solve the mystery. The story is that they were all injected with a microchip filled with the genes to make a perfect detective, but there was some sort of malfunction in their chips. So now they have to work together to solve this case and other cases in order to meet with the head of the project and find out what the truth is behind their newfound detective abilities. The group travels around Korea, solves murders by finding clues, playing games, solving puzzles. It's sort of like a giant escape room. And I love this show because it's extremely hilarious. I mean, it's real people trying to solve these puzzles and stuff. And it's also really fun to solve the puzzles yourself, like as you watch. And it's not like they're incredible geniuses. So sometimes they're just as stumped as you are in trying to solve these puzzles and these cases. It also has an overarching storyline for each season, and then all three seasons end up tying together at the end as well, which was super fun. My personal favorite season is the second season because I felt it had the most cohesive storyline, but all three seasons are incredible, and the storyline is like an extra bit. Like, really, the main objective of the show was to get these actors and idols and hosts and comedians together and then have them solve like a big escape room type of thing. The first episode of the first season, it's got kind of a slow start because the first third of it is spent explaining the storyline behind the show, which is necessary, but once it gets started, you won't want to stop watching. I've probably rewatched the show like three or four times now, and I honestly will find new clues or things I missed every single time I rewatch it. And I also just think it's a great show to watch with like a group like your family or your roommates or friends because you can all try to solve the mysteries as you watch it like together and it can almost sort of be like a competition. Like even when I was watching it with my mom, like I would pause it and we would look at the puzzles and try to figure it out on our own before the detectives got to that point. And it, it's just it's a super funny show and it's well constructed with a really impressive storyline considering how long the show went and what the like actual purpose of the show was and it's entertaining because you're involved in it you're in it you're as involved in it as you want to be whether that's just watching or that also means you're trying to solve it as the show goes on too and so it's it's just a really fun watch now we are at the top two my top two k-dramas of literally all time that i've ever seen if you only watch one k-drama on netflix this year it needs to be this one. This series is such a masterpiece and every single actor and every single character in the show is a star, like truly. The show is called Vincenzo. Don't know if you've heard of it. Um, there are certain shows where the cast makes the show and while the story itself is amazing and would have been amazing on its own, the cast is what sends this drama to the number two spot on my all-time favorites list. I have rewatched this show three times so far, and I will not be stopping. I will be rewatching it as many times as I please as long as they keep it on Netflix. Um, this show follows a lawyer, Vincenzo, 
who's recently left behind his adopted family in Italy who happened to be a part of the mafia. And he leaves to snatch gold stored under an old building in Korea, which is where he's from, so he can leave for somewhere far away where he's safe and never to be found again because there's some trouble back with his mafia family. But in order to actually leave and be safe, he has to get the gold out first. Which is a problem, because not only are the tenants of the building extremely nosy and stubborn, there is also a corporation out to buy the building to construct a new high-rise apartment. And so to get over at least one of those hurdles, Vincenzo decides to team up with the lawyer who was in the building and go against the corporation and get them to leave the building alone, which would help the tenants, but it's mostly going to help him get his gold and that's why he's doing it. I don't want to go into the plot too much because I really think I might give away some major points, but this story is just so interesting. The twist and the major, I mean major, betrayal that happens. I I was so furious. I literally had to stop watching for a bit and collect myself because I was shouting at the TV. Shouting. I was so, I was furious. I was so angry. Anyway, I also really loved that um, it's never stated that Vincenzo is, like, in the right. He always admits that, like, he's a monster because of the things that he does. Because he he's killing people is what's happening. He killed people while he was in the mafia. He's killing people here to get what he wants. But he also says that he happens to be a monster who takes down other more evil monsters. That's his thing. And when the tenants and the main actress, the lead, who gets... Um, involved with his schemes when when they start to help him we see that they also lose a small part of themselves too while they also gain some things like they become a real family by the end of it Um, but you see them lose a little bit of themselves and every single character has star power they're all so funny and well developed and the talent the actors behind these characters they're just incredible the villains, super easy to hate too. They're very good at what they do. Those actors, incredible. Just in every actor in this was so good. Like I I want to find out what they learned and what they studied because I want to be able to act like that. Like they were just amazing. Just amazing. There is a little bit of romance, but the focus is more on fighting bad with bad and like what that can do to a person and how that makes them feel and it's also focused on the family that the tenants create like it's more focused on those things than it is on the romance so if you're not super into romance don't worry about it there's lots of action lots of laughs you might cry you might not it really depends on you and what makes you emotional I cried but I cry at everything so don't take that with a grain of salt Um, I can definitely think of a few moments where where I, I cried but not like it wasn't too heavy. I was I was crying like every once in a while. It wasn't an every episode cry like some of the other dramas I've talked about. Um, if anything, I was yelling every episode, either out of anger at these horrible villains or I was like, heck yeah, when Vincenzo and his little family like would succeed in their fight against the corporation like for that episode. I don't mean overall. I just mean like their little plan that they, they enacted. It, it worked out. It's just a great show. I really can't go into too much detail because I will ruin things for you if I do that. You won't regret watching it. Please, please. This is another one of the ones that my sister 
finished and watched with me and this one was one where she was actually like can we watch another episode like she would want to stay up late to watch an episode and she's like never like that I think that's the first time that she's ever been like that with a show that I recommended we watch so please watch it you're not gonna regret it it's so good it's so so good oh my gosh yeah if you pick one pick this one it's got it honestly has something for everyone like it's just it's incredible finally my number one K-drama of all time, my favorite drama of all time that will probably remain my favorite drama forever, and I could watch it all the time. If I could, I really would, but it sadly is the only drama on my entire list that is no longer on Netflix. Very unfortunate. This drama is called Strong Woman Do Bong Soon. This drama took every single genre of a show I liked and combined them perfectly seamlessly combined them it's a lot like when the camellia blooms um this show took the aspects of a rom-com and mixed them with a crime thriller so dobong soon has super strength every woman in her family is born with super strength they don't really know why however they cannot use their powers for evil whether that's to hurt someone innocent or for their own personal gain or greed the moment that they do that they will lose their power, which is actually what happens with Do Bong Soon's mom. She lost her power after trying to use it to earn money. Um, and Bong Soon, she's a bit down on her luck. She's, I think, in her mid-20s. She has been able to find, like, a solid job. Her parents are nagging her about it. And all she wants to do is make her own video game about this cute and small girl with super strength. Sound familiar? It is. It's her. Anyway, she has a chance encounter with the CEO of the biggest gaming company in Korea after she saves a bus driver and a bus full of children from a group of thugs who are blocking their path. The CEO stumbles upon this commotion and calls the police to the scene. And he saw Bong Soon like in action and he's immediately attracted to this girl. She is not interested. She has a crush on someone else who she's liked since they were kids. But when she finds out what company he owns she realizes I can use this to my advantage and maybe finally make my video game so she's like yeah okay she agrees to be hired as his bodyguard but that has to be kept a secret from anyone who's not in her family because nobody but them and her best friend know about her power meanwhile there's been a string of assaults and murders of young women in the town and the police have yet to catch the killer as the story unfolds, we watch the relationship between Bong Soon and Minna, who's the CEO. They grow as well as we learn about the truth behind the murderer and we see, you know, why Do Bong Soon acts the way she does, why she fell for the guy that she initially had the crush on, the you know, the childhood friend that she had the crush on. We see why Minna is the way he is. It's just it's incredible. This show, this show is so funny. I know I've said that about like pretty much every show on this list, but this one is hilarious in an outrageous way. And normally that's not my kind of humor. I like the subtle stuff a little bit better, but this show does it so well that it is so funny. Like I think I cried from laughter a couple of times while watching and the drama and the real feelings that come from being the older daughter in an Asian family, it like really hits home. And the chemistry, the chemistry between the two leads is out of this world. They're just so 
fun to watch together. They have like a bickering, making fun of each other, but like lovingly sort of relationship, which is my personal favorite, like I said before. It's just so entertaining to watch. And it's also hilarious to see the dynamic of this tiny girl, but with super strength, defending this tall, strong man while also trying to hide her strength from the rest of the world. It has themes of loving yourself as you are, which is always a great theme to explore. And I really love that Mina loves Bong Soon with or without her strength. Like, it doesn't make a difference to him, which is really great to see. He just loves her for her. And it's so, so cute. He just, he's so cute. The actor is also very good looking. But that's besides the point. He's just, their relationship is very cute. Oh my gosh. The lead actress, she, she is one of my favorite actors like of all time I want to be her she is so cool and she's so cute and she's so funny and versatile and she's just great so if you're able to do yourself a favor and watch this show it's so good I can't even I can't even do it justice by trying to tell you how good it is like you just have to go see it for yourself and the ending the ending was perfect the whole show was perfect. I have zero complaints. Like there isn't one thing that I like didn't like about it. I loved the whole show. You will love this show. Please, please watch it. It's so good. It's so funny. It's not on Netflix. I'm so sorry. So if you have a way to find that and go watch it, you can. I know it's on Vicky, but uh, if you don't have like, if you don't pay for it, you got to watch it with the commercials, that kind of thing, which if that doesn't bother you, then like go for it. It's just so good. It's so worth trying to find and watch. Um, yeah. If you made it to the end of this list, wow. Thank you. You deserve some sort of award. This was so long. I really tried to do each show justice. Um, and it's a little bit more rambly. I didn't edit these episodes as much as I normally do. Um, but I don't really have a big life lesson or anything for these episodes like I normally do at my end, at my episodes, I just really hope that people will no longer let things like having to use subtitles as an excuse to not consume media made in other countries. I don't think language should be as big of a barrier that some people make it out to be, at least not when it comes to media where you can easily get translations for things. So don't let the little one-inch barrier keep you from experiencing something that you might end up falling in love with. And please respect cultures that aren't yours. And if you consume culture that isn't yours, please be respectful of the people who originated that culture as well. Sometimes that's a problem for some people. I don't know why, but it is. So whether that's media or food or clothing, just be a good human and be respectful. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope I was able to introduce you to a new show that you'll love. At least one. It's a long list. I went into pretty good detail on a lot of them so hopefully there's one on there you like um i hope you have a lovely rest of your week and i'll see you next time love michaela